Viva Las Vegas. Las Vegas Grand Prix, baby. It is done. I mean, the first time in 40 years. And uh, yeah, it had ups and downs. It was a roller coaster, but it was Vegas, the most anticipated race of the year, I think. Um, and they pulled it off, I think, Darren. What do you think? Joe, I think it's been a great weekend. Vegas is one of my favorite destinations to go, whether to work as an entertainer or whether to holiday with my buddies or even my 10th wedding anniversary at the Cosmopolitan with a fountain view of the Bellagio. One of my favorite destinations. And in fact, last time I was there, my wife and I sat and had breakfast at the Paris overlooking the fountains exactly where we've just watched the driver interviews. So my wife said to me, she said, I can't believe you haven't spent all the whole race going, oh, well, I've been there, I've been there, I've been there. And um, I was just, in, I'm sort of enthralled with the whole thing, really, Joe, the spectacle of Vegas with the spectacle of Formula One. Mate, I've loved it, loved it. Spectacle is a great word because it was just, it just seemed huge scale. It just seemed massive you know cradled within these you know these massive monoliths of these hotels which are so so famous um, yeah. everyone knows all these brands and caesar's palace and the bellagio and mgm grand and all these hotels and um, the circuit as well i mean i thought it was a like sporting wise racing wise I thought it was a good race. I wow. thought we, we saw lots of overtaking. We saw lots of little elbows. We saw a couple of little crashes. We saw, you know, uh, problems with grip and the track. And there was some some interesting additions. We had a banana shaped uh, start uh, starting yep. grid. Um, it it was mad, but it it was quite exciting and especially with Charles I mean we're jumping ahead of all over the place but it was <laughs> exciting and if you looked at the layout which you know it basically looked like a big rectangle and yeah. it it didn't look particularly exciting when I saw it I thought oh that's a bit boring um, a lot of and people actually, Joe, it was great yeah a lot of people have said that the shape of the actual track is like an upside down pig you, and if you look at it, you can see the head and the legs and it's laying there almost dead, I suppose. But do you know what? It, it did have everything, you know, it had sort of the it had the hairpin like a turn one. What a great turn one. Turn to be one. So, so close to the start line. Uh, but do you know what? I think the weekend started off quite um, good for me. I, I watched a little um, bit of footage of the of some of the drivers playing golf at the win mm. with some professionals. And so I know Science was playing and Lando was playing and Ocon, I can't remember who else. But they were playing golf, but as fast as you can possibly play it. So they were at the Wynn Hotel, which I've stayed at, mate, which is just one of my favourite hotels in the world. And, uh, and they all teed off at the same time and they all had buggies and they all raced to their balls and played their ball. And it was the first one to put the ball in the hole would win that hole. And for me, you know, the, the old man game that I love to play... Uh, you know, just took a whole new meaning. And to me, that's what Formula One is about and entertainment. I, I, I loved mm. it. I thought, I want to try this. So, so the yeah. whole weekend started off uh, with some craziness. And uh, you watched the opening ceremony, Joe. Since then, I've actually got a chance to look at it. For me, yes, all right, we've got some okay pop stars up there on some great trucks. I loved those trucks. I'd like mm. to have actually seen them driving along the circuit. Maybe they're work in progress. Uh, and we saw, you know, the drivers come up out of toasters. Um, uh, I struggled a bit there. If I was asked to do that and I'm a performer, I'd have been like, yeah, but I look a bit of an idiot. And I know Max really struggled. So it put him on the back foot. He's been moaning a little bit about the. It was better the than Miami, though. Power. 
Well, do you know? Oh, yes, you're absolutely right. That 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 bit before the race. That yeah, was that excruciating. Was, it, it, it was. <laughs> so I think what it is is the European audience are a little bit more reserved, and the American audience are bang 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 in your face all the time. Mm. I think we've got to find that balance. They probably watch us and go, "Come on, guys, make an effort." This is mm. the World Championship. We've got to be embracing to all different styles of cultures and people. And um, and Vegas couldn't have been more in our face. And uh, so I I would have loved, really though, was. to have had somebody talking on that opening ceremony, introducing uh, or interviewing a couple of drivers, even if it's just Max or just a pop star. It didn't yeah. have it was a little bit cold and just like and that's it. And that's the end of it. And so I was a little bit mm. like, OK, guys, um, if I was producing this, I'd make it a bit better. But. It was still a wow factor and just watching yeah. the skyline. And Joe, I know you love the sphere. I love the sphere. I'm so happy it's there, like part of the, the circuit, really. You know, it goes all the way around uh, the sphere. And the sphere had such character. If you saw yeah. some of the expressions of the emoji face, like peering down and a little look, you know, see what's going on. <laughs> um, even when. Um, you know, um, Charles got pole, you know, it reflected that as well. They had cameras as well. There were TV screens, um, a la U2, Zoo Station, uh, that kind of feel to, to show the um, uh, the action and what's going on. It, it and, and sponsors and, and effects and sparkles and even fireworks at the end. It joined in with yeah. fireworks and, and the checkered flag, which looks fantastic. It was a textured checkered flag. Um, on the last lap, which was a little premature, but it, it looked great. Um, I, I think, well, look, I can talk about the sphere. I, I really want to see the sphere. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, uh, it, it just blended in so well. And what great timing to have that there as an yeah. asset to use as a big billboard. Well, uh, I'm, sure, well. Also, I'm sure so it was the fun. timing. Yeah, the timing of it, I'm sure, was lined up with Formula One and the, the whole pit complex, which is owned by Formula One. So that's probably going to turn into some museum or or visitor centre, Joe, which you could go to as well, I'm sure. Um, that's true. But, yeah. but, mate, this sphere, I've never seen anything like it. It's the next level of, yeah. as you said, promotion, promotion. But what I loved about it was whoever's sat there doing the content mm. is great. But I, th I think it captured everyone. <laughs> but, they're, they're, but they're just brilliant, brilliant at their job. And I don't know if you heard on the um, on the commentary, they're thinking of building a sphere now. Whoever's built it at two and a half billion pounds. Vegas, to me, is the only place that has that budget. But they're talking about putting one in London and putting one in Dubai as well. So uh, it would that would be interesting. But it's another level of promotion. What would it cost to put Race House on the sphere, Joe, for the Vegas 2024 Grand Prix. Oh, do you? I know how much it costs, yeah. <laughs> it's $450,000. Joe, is that is that per advert or per day? I, I don't know if that's... It could be per day or it could be an <laughs> hour. It could be something like... It, wow. it is 450K and um, it might get you a few rotations over a day. I don't know, I'm guessing. Joe, um, we'll get a few more listeners, buddy, and uh, it might be possible. Well, do you know what? I think the idea also was kind of gleaned from the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. You know, you've got this yes. huge tower. And I remember years ago, they um, uh, fitted LEDs all across the whole uh, building because mm -hmm. they never had that. It just was there, you know, with some lights. 
and um, some bright sparks. So we'll just put an LED screen on it. And now there's LED shows every night um, as part, you know, for the tourists and everything. But mm -hmm. they also do product launches and have sponsors and everything there. But I, I, I digress. But Vegas yeah. is all about that. Um, and uh, look, we saw a, a heavy amount of sponsorship. There were so many activations going on. Um, I always feel sometimes it's a bit of a distraction for the drivers, um, especially if you're driving at 200 miles an hour and you've got this huge emoji looking down at you, you know, um, yeah. from the sphere. So um, I think there, there were a lot of distractions, but when it came to racing, I think they all got into the zone. Um, and, you know, that first corner, I mean, well, Max just... Well, no fear this went for no, it it's, he, no. he i think he planned what to do there maybe he overcooked it a little bit but he thought he got away with passing leclerc at that first corner saying i was ahead i was ahead at the apex um well buddy you went off the track and you forced another driver off it was an absolute mm. slam dunk penalty the problem is and they said it on the commentary a five second penalty to max verstappen is way less severe than a five-second penalty to the likes of even Lewis Hamilton now, but take a mm. Williams driver or Haas driver. So I think they need to think about what these penalties are because we all thought Verstappen was just going to go five seconds clear and that was the end of that, and he should never have been there. That play should have been given back immediately, and the team uh, were a little bit arrogant with it. I thought Verstappen was a bit arrogant, and I felt Leclerc was just left with what could he do? There was mm. nothing he could do. And mm. uh, but wasn't it brilliant that when these drivers did get past, they didn't disappear into the distance? We don't often see that. There was something no. about the temperature and the tire. Mm. You know, there was not a lot of degradation going on with these tires because of the cold temperatures and they couldn't get away. So we obviously saw it with Verstappen and uh, and later on, we saw it with Perez and Leclerc all holding the lead. They couldn't pull a gap. But also, I think they were a bit nervy because, you know, the, this is high speed, obviously, mm. but there was some real moments, real hairy moments, because literally no grip. They were slipping and sliding on yeah. that track. Um, and you think you've got a cold tire, it's freezing cold outside. Um, and, you know, are your brakes going to work? Are you going to be able to stop in time? You know, that's straight. I mean, I, I couldn't believe I was I, oh, oh, watching to it sit, when they strip to one sit, mile. Yeah. Boom, 220 sit, miles an hour. Yeah, amazing. And then you to get hit the brakes, the Bellag and you got to rely sit, on that, you know. Correct, mate. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Sorry, Joe. Yes. To sit <laughs> at the Bellagio fountains, don't worry, mate. To sit in the Bellagio fountains, those grandstands that they put in the water, to watch those cars come by with DRS and then into the braking zone outside the um, Cosmopolitan, I think is a spectacle that not many fans have actually seen because you don't get it on the TV screen, sadly, because the mm. cameras are moving. But to sit there and feel that car go past at those speeds, mm. I think that's what Vegas wanted, and they got it in bundles. But wow. Yeah. Um, but speeds, that was a big crash by Lando today. Big crash by Lando. I mean, uh, I don't quite know what happened with him. I mean, was it like a lockup? Uh I think it's cold tyres, and he just lost it, didn't he, um, going into that mm. first DRS, no, second DRS zone, going down by the wind. And, and he um, actually, but he, he didn't actually, like, just crash into the barrier. He, like, properly spun around. I think he'd lost his 
rear tire there yeah. and was just skidding all the way down into that just nothing road. to nothing to stop him nothing to slow him down it was you know even a gravel trap would have slowed him down in years gone by you know mm. or tire barriers but there was just nothing it was just this is just momentum until we hit the tech pro and at least it was a tech pro barrier not a concrete mm. wall but he mm. went to hospital and I haven't heard anything. They said he was all right, but winded. But uh, he could have cracked ribs. We don't know. We'll find out in due course. But Lando's had such a wonderful season mm. that, you know, it's a shame, really, to see it. Because I, the, 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 McLaren's qualifying. What happened this weekend, Joe? Qualified. Didn't get out of Q3, either of them. Well, I think you McLaren know, I, and Mercedes, it was, it was pretty disappointing. Um, I agree. You know, it's weird. You know, I, I, I don't know. Again, there were so many unknowns. This track was yes. a real unknown. Um, you know, all the problems with Carlos Sainz had with the manhole cover we saw in, uh, was it FP1? Um, yes, it was, yeah. Which delayed everything and pushed everything back. And, and also, these guys are knackered. I mean, yeah. I think they, they finished free practice, what, in what, 2 a.m., 3 a.m.? Something crazy. Something. It's uh, crazy. Uh, you They're know. not used to this. <clears throat> No, and having having come from Brazil two weeks ago, I would say most of them flew back to Europe to go back onto European time zones. So it's not like they even stayed on American time zones. And now mm. they're flying to Abu Dhabi with a 12-hour difference for them and the crews and all the media. Everybody, mate, is going to be on their knees next week with, with jet lag. They really will. And, yeah. and when you're driving at those sort of speeds, Joe, you... You can't have jet lag. That's the, you know we all moan about jet lag. Oh, I must go and sit down and you know I must go to my. Yeah. You can't, and so that worries me. I think this schedule and where they're talking about having a 24, 25 races, you know, it, it's it's too much really, and well, uh, we love it as fans. It. Yeah, but you can have it, but you need gaps between. You can't do these triple headers anymore, especially if you're doing like China. Europe, mm. states, you know, this kind of, I mean, you can't do it. it, it no. We're human at the end of the day, and they're human. Um, and and it's it takes a real toll. I mean, you're right. Imagine getting to, a, oh, God, I, don't, I wouldn't even want to drive from the airport to the hotel. I mean, like, that no. shows the level of skill and talent these guys have. Um, and that's why they paid the big bucks. But, um, yeah, uh, look, there were a lot of unknowns uh, here at Vegas. Temperature was a big one. I mean, I also felt for the fans, you know, uh, with the whole farce of FP1, with this manhole thing, they waited for another five hours um, in the freezing cold, only to be told to leave. Um, but that was for good reasons, uh, say F1, because they had workers who were driving buses, who were hospitality, who were on the gates. And they had to like release these guys because they're working yeah. and, and they're doing long hours as well. Uh, uh, yeah. So that was the reason. It wasn't like they've been harsh. And I think they've offered some vouchers and things to fans. But lessons mm -hmm. learned from that. I think change the timetable. Change. Why is it at ten o'clock at night? Well, I don't get it. Uh, I, the the reason that I've heard is because of getting the race to happen in Vegas. The Vegas Authority said there's no way you can close the strip till seven p.m. And I think right. by the time they then close the road, get it clear, set the track up for everything, mm. you know, even to have a 10 o'clock race was probably pretty, pretty tough going mm. to only have three hours to prepare the track. And it's sorry, it's even less than that, isn't it? Because the cars come out now of the garages 50 minutes before the start of the race. Mm. So, <clears throat> so and we're also, not used to that, really. 
no and also i heard that um the reason why it's in november where it's freezing cold is because this is like a fallow period for vegas you know people like to go there in the warm weather and they're running around yeah. and, and having party time um but they they do it this time because there isn't a lot going on and also it's a week before thanksgiving so everyone kind of goes home um you know they go with families and stuff like that and they're going to have a big turkey dinner and stuff and i haven't really heard of thanksgiving um as brits we don't <laughs> celebrate that no we don't <laughs> no um but um yeah and but in the summer like the biggest event is a rodeo championship that happens and the place is absolutely heaving right. um so that's why they can't do it in the summer because they haven't got the window to be able to do it and to have all this infrastructure next year yeah. will be easier because a they've built a ton of stuff um and also they've learned from this year Correct. what you know what works what doesn't work so i'm sure, sure they're gonna do a big wash up once abu dhabi's out the way and they're gonna be going okay right we can tweak this tweak this to make it smoother make it easier on people but i think they should have a well yeah you, you need to have a gap a nice you know a gap between races but we haven't got a lot of time if you had a gap between every race then you've got tons of staff who may be on 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 contract who are there you know you could the cost savings aren't there the freight logistics storage all this stuff it, it's a massive military operation essentially and it's a big circus um and it just pulls up its tent now and now it's off again and yeah. you know they're already off to the airport now we're doing this straight after the race um mm -hmm. but they're already off to the airport in the jets straight over to Abu Dhabi and everyone as you said is coming straight from Vegas to Abu Dhabi but um logistics aside um I think it was fantastic the spectacle as you said was amazing and um, we had tons of celebs as well um so we saw loads in the opening ceremony but then on the grid walk we saw Shaq um he was there Gordon Ramsay it seems to be at quite a lot of the races these days mm -hmm. um loads of loads of them on Martin's uh, grid walk and it was packed there's so many people on there there's so much interest to be there at the front yeah it's uh I didn't get to see the grid walk with it a 6 a.m start Joe I decided just to set the alarm for quarter to six and uh and make it down quick coffee and uh and watch the race but it, it the, these uh, Donny Osmond uh did the uh I, anthem. I turned no I didn't miss it actually I turned it on just as he started it and oh, I thought well. you know I thought it was great you know he's a real yeah. Vegas icon now you know and has had his own show and there with his sister and so on um I thought that was a brilliant choice I thought he sung the mm. pants off it and again we'll go back to when we see the Brad Pitt movie is was it worth hearing Damien Lewis do his version of the national anthem at <laughs> Silverstone I'm still struggling with that but until I see the movie <laughs> Then there, I might get it in context. Um, but you know what? The week, the whole weekend for me on track was about all about Charles Leclerc. He yeah. he um, was first in FP1, I think, and FP2. He was right up there, FP3, quali qualified on pole, brilliant pole position. He looked like he was going to win the race, Joe. You know, once Max had got his five second penalty, and um, we had then had this, but we had the first safety car. Um, then the penalty happened, but then that second safety car from when Russell clipped Verstappen's wing, we're like, Verstappen's wing, he's got another pit stop, he's going to have to go in. Mm. It was all going wrong for him. And then it was under investigation, and Russell was given a five-second penalty. The safety car happens to clear all the debris, and Max goes in, and it all works out once again for the lucky, lucky, Great lucky strategy. Max Verstappen. But you make your own luck. And he absolutely yeah. put his car in the right place at the right time. 
And uh, I felt really sorry for Russell, though, mate. I don't think that was a penalty myself. He didn't see it. He had no idea he was there. Max I don't think you saw him. Nope. Yeah. But Max, Max was not ahead at the apex. That was not no. Max's corner for me. Max no. should have backed out. And I think the stewards have got that wrong personally. It was racing. And I don't see why George needed a penalty for that. Um, it, it was racing. And it was a, look, a great move by, by Max. But it happened a few times. I think it was at the same corner and Perez when he got overtaken by yes. Leclerc. Yes, yeah, it's a great corner. seems to be a blind spot there. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, everyone was <laughs> having to go overtaken. So no for next year, that's overtake corner. Um, that's it. Yeah, it, 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 it was there. It was a shame for Charles. I mean, he, he was moaning about being second. But, um, I mean, amazing for Ferrari. I mean, yeah. it, well, especially it because Constructors is still kind of up in the air um, for second place. Um, Ferrari on third at the moment with 388 points. And Mercedes at 392. Uh, yes. Um, so, you know, if it's another strong show next week in Abu Dhabi, uh, Ferrari could overtake Mercedes and uh, well, clinch second. There were two things that happened there at the end that were were massive with that, actually. And that is, of course, Russell getting his penalty dropping from fourth to eighth. Mm. Obviously bumped Hamilton up a little bit. So Mercedes did get a slight benefit there. Um, but as, as in it wasn't quite as bad as it, it could have been. Uh, and with Leclerc pulling that amazing Alonso style pass into that last mm. corner from the end of the straight to pass Perez for second. You know, I, and I did. I said to... I said to my boys uh, just at the end, I said, he's let Perez pass. What's the betting he gets him on the last lap like Alonso did in Brazil on, 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 uh, on Perez? So Perez has suffered twice from the same tactic in two races. Same tactic. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, it was for me, Leclerc, driver of the weekend for sure. Perez, a better weekend, but we're talking negatively at the end of it again. What can that guy do? Now... I want to ask you a question. Should Max have not just dropped back to two and a half seconds, should Max have dropped back to one second and given Perez DRS down that last straight? If it was Hamilton Bottas, that might have happened, but Max... He's not interested, is he? He's not he's interested. He's not interested at so all. So many times they've asked him, let him pass or do this or help him out. And it's not really helped. And on no. the radio, they said they said after that, um, they said, um, "Oh, thanks for for doing all you could to help uh, yeah. Sergio." Like, what? And, and, <laughs> what and Max said, "He with? said, oh, I, I tried. I did everything I could.' No, mm. you did not, mate. You you could no. have given him DRS. And that to me is, if that was a team working next to each other, working together, then that would have happened. And as you said, you know." Um, Hamilton and Bottas would have done exactly that and probably Hamilton Russell as well but we've not seen yeah. them at the front of the grid together to do that uh, but no, no it's it, it, it was it was good so uh, we've it not, was good we've not... but Sergio sorry just to add on that but Sergio look um, everyone keeps moaning about Sergio and his performance let's just remind people he's second in the championship and you know confirmed. Max is uh, yeah, and confirmed because Lewis cannot catch him now mathematically. Um, but Carlos cannot catch Lewis mathematically. So mm. the order is Max uh, is one, uh, the championship, then Sergio Perez, then Lewis Hamilton. And that uh, that's the championship order for this year. But yeah. uh, what I'm more interested in is fourth place. And we've got Carlos Sainz and Alonso both on 200 points. 
Um, yeah. So that really is down to them uh, next next week, what's going to happen for fourth. But in that mix, you've got Norris, who's only behind five points, and Charles Leclerc is 188 points. So the four drivers that potentially could come fourth. Um, yeah. I'd like to see Alonso, maybe, but I think Sainz has such a great season. I love Lando as well. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Darren, and like... do you know what? <laughs> I, 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 I totally agree with you. And when you look just behind with Russell and Piastri, who really have had a great, well, Russell's had a poor season, let's be honest, you know, in yeah. that in that Mercedes. Um, sometimes not his own fault. And Piastri and Lando have had such a great second half of the season is where would they have been had it just been there at the start of the season like Alonso was. Uh, <clears throat> but I, I look at that and I just think, I can't believe we're sat getting excited about who's going to come fourth in the championship <laughs> but that's all Let's we've got to cling on to now joe and uh but we've but, got we've got yeah. hamilton alonso norris and leclerc and we like uh, sorry science not hamilton we've got science alonso norris and leclerc and actually we like them all they're all good guys they're all great drivers mm. they're they're not divisive uh people um you know they've got huge fan bases and you've got to support your drivers for me i have to go with the brit so I'm going to have to go with Norris. We need to go with the Brits. We need to go with the McLaren yeah. lads. Um, and uh, yeah, but uh, it's going to be interesting. But yeah, we're getting excited about fourth. But it just shows that every season really is different. Um, yeah. You know, yes, when you have this streak of dominance uh, by Max, the third championship now, or two and a half, um, but third, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, then you've got... Meow. <laughs> Uh, yep. But you've got the streak of dominance. But yeah, every season is different because it's just these rookies now. I mean, we're going to go into the next season. And Oscar Piastri has already done the season. He's got it under his belt. And yeah. what a great. I mean, finished top 10 probably. Um, amazing. Uh, you know, what a drive today as well. I thought he drove really, really well. He had some great overtakes. Um, just didn't really translate from McLaren today. Um, but again, this was a race where we saw so much action on and off the track. Um, I'm so happy they pulled it off. I'm really happy for them. Um, of course, there are going to be teething problems. It's like any of the first Grand Prix, the first time you do it anywhere. But now they've they've learned, and um, I think next year is going to be even better, even bigger. Um, and some of those pain points, I think, are going to be addressed to make it one of the best for in sure. the world, if not Definitely. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, it's, been a, it's been a great success. Shoutouts wise, um, well, I think the shout out to you, Darren, because you're actually going to travel over to Abu Dhabi and uh, we're going to be at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix together. That is the plan, even though we thought we would be watching the Las Vegas race together this weekend, shh, but that shh. didn't tra that didn't no transpire. But listen, mate, the whole the thing is, yeah, the plan is that we are over in Abu Dhabi next weekend and uh, look, look, really looking forward to doing another podcast with you, Joe. Last time we did it was at Forest Edge back in September for the karting race. So, uh, you know, Abu Dhabi, we, we're going to be cheering on whoever's going to get fourth. That's the plan for Abu Dhabi. Yeah, we're cheering but... for fourth place, exactly. <laughs> and, and hoping that everybody can stay awake on the grid. Because if you're in pole position, you're going to sit there for 30 seconds with nothing to do. You know, you don't want to be snoring, that's for sure. But no, uh, no I really, really um, look forward to it, mate. And, and uh, this is your first Abu Dhabi Grand Prix you're yes. going to be going to? Yeah, mate. Yep. So I'm my, my bucket list, of course, like everybody, every Formula One fan is to be able to go to each 
and every race that's ever been on the calendar or at least every circuit. But I've done Dubai before many times, but never been up to Yas Marina. So really looking forward to experiencing that and uh, and and seeing it all, because once you go to a race and I'll say this to any armchair fan who watches it religiously and loves it. When you go to a race, the experience of the track and the atmosphere at the track, the just the layout of the track, the buildings around the track, the access in and out mm. of the circuit. Um, and, and then after many races, the track opens up and you can get to walk on it and just experience that history of every corner, which you and I, Joe, have done at Silverstone. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, I recommend every single Formula One fan, if you have the opportunity to get to a circuit, even visit a track when there's no Formula One there, to be honest with you. Mm. Because it, it has a real special, I think, um, you know, atmosphere and, and the memories, you know, the amount of times I'll walk around a circuit and think, oh, Ayrton Senna did this on this corner and Nigel Mansell did. For me, mm. growing up in the late 80s to have that feeling. But, you know, you can go right the way through all the generations of Formula One and have these memories. So I really recommend if you get the chance, you know, save up the money. It's not cheap, but it's, mate, it changes that TV experience, doesn't it, Joe? It is colossal, and we'll talk about Abu Dhabi um, uh, uh, next week when we do our preview mm. for Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. But um, I've been many times, and it is the cleanest. <laughs> that okay. is hilarious. It is you can eat your dinner off that track. I mean, it everywhere is so pristine. It is incredible. So it shows the power of you know these kind of countries in the Middle East um, and the resources. But no, it's a great one. It's a great one to end on. And, and uh, yeah, really excited you're going to come and join uh, me for that one. Great. So um, you'll see us next week um, on the preview for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. It's the last race of the season, and um, you know we have done half a year of podcasting as well on Formula One. Yeah. So um, it's gone so quick. Um, so I hope you've uh, enjoyed it, but we'll, we'll do a sign off next time. Um, uh, Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, please like and subscribe if you have any comments. And if you are at the Abu Dhabi uh, Grand Prix, then let us know in the comments. Send us a DM or something, and uh, hopefully we can meet up and have a chat. Um, so we'll see you there. So, but for now, it's uh, goodbye from me, Joe Lee. And it's goodbye from me, Darren Reeves. Take care. Care take. <laughs>